Hello and welcome to the relaunch of Your Exceptional Life. Marcus Pierce here with you. We're coming to you every week as we launch the new book, Your Exceptional Life. This podcast is dedicated to helping you rise to exceptional in each area of life. That's your life purpose, your movement, your social life, your nutrition, your family life, your growth, your wealth, and your spirit, soul, and faith. You cannot muck up one of them because the consequences of mediocrity are disastrous. Thank you for your support um, in listening to this podcast, in watching it, however you are consuming it. I'm sincerely grateful. As you may know, uh, my book, Your Exceptional Life, is now out there in the world. The pre-order phase is over. And now, uh, to go all businessy on you, the marketing machine kicks off, which is not my... uh, I don't think it's what I was born to do, but I can talk all day about living an exceptional life. But I do struggle a little bit to, you know, get on the socials and tell everyone that the book's out there. Uh, so I am uh, my secret. My secret mission is that hopefully the book performs so well on a word of mouth basis that um, you don't see me spruiking the book too much. But uh, you know, the great Dr. John Demartini, who is next week's interview on this podcast. Uh, definitely did tell me that social media is neutral. You can go on there for your virtues or your vice or what does he say, to share your love and advice. And uh, my job and my uh, challenge is to go on to social to share my love and advice and share with you why I think it's important that um, for humanity to take its next step, uh, it's so vital that we really write the script of our exceptional life and live by it. So I'd like to welcome you to this podcast again. I have done this podcast in dribs and drabs over the years, uh, talking about the ingredients of living an exceptional life, but I thought it was really important as I feature a number of exceptionals from 100 Not Out who have been interviewed over the years on my uh, foundation podcast. I'm going to re-release a number of those interviews on this podcast, Your Exceptional Life, because they have formed such a solid foundation of the book. But a number of things before we get started, um, a little bit of context. If it wasn't for COVID, I think maybe the book would would uh, still be being written. I did uh, One of the great benefits to me was all of my events, uh, which you know I essentially earned so much of my income from running events and being a keynote speaker, that stopped pretty quickly. Uh, I wasn't a massive fan of jumping on the Zoom train as much as uh, I have been out of necessity. I didn't want to kind of pivot, as I was saying so often, to become a digital keynote speaker. I just find it really hard not having a live audience. You don't know if your jokes are funny. You don't know. Uh, you're not getting any feedback, um, you know, except for random uh, comments in the chat box here and there. So I really dug deep to finish the book, um, which has been um, you know, a real blessing. So five years later, I think the book is version 14. It's now available, you know, on all the forms. The audio book is done. I'm just waiting for Amazon to approve that. But I really want this podcast to be almost like an unofficial addendum, so to speak, to the book. It gives you some context that I just had to edit out of the book from a, a page a page number perspective. Pardon me as I have a sip of tea. I have a bit of a view that people don't buy books over 300 pages. So, the book is 295 pages and um, I really wanted to, uh, you know, I, I would have made the book 500 pages if there was no limit. But uh, this book is uh, almost, uh, this podcast is almost like, you know, some of those extra pages which had to get cut out. As I said, there are a number of exceptional featured throughout the book, 64 in total. About 26 of those were interviewed on 100 Not Out. So over the coming weeks, I'll re-release 
a number of those interviews. Some of them you can't get on iTunes or Spotify anymore because there's a bit of a 300-episode limit on podcast downloads. Um, but I really look forward to sharing with you a number of incredible men and women that have been um, you know, sharing their wisdom over the years. So this exceptional life, how did it all come about? Again, for those of you that know me, it really uh, has been many years in the making, but it really in some ways started back in almost 2005. I was working at Channel 9 at the AFL footy show in Melbourne. I was, uh, you know, the Red Bull was a sponsor of the footy show and there was a really, um, there was a strong Red Bull culture amongst the team. Um, but also there was a... Um, a, a strong smoking culture amongst a number of us on the team. And so I was having a Red Bull and some cigarettes every day. And then when I met Sarah, my now beautiful wife, um, I fell in love with a wellness advocate, a chiropractor, a health professional who really did have a strong value on diet, eating well and living a healthy lifestyle. And I thought I was healthy, but like many people, I had a number of unhealthy habits that uh, came to bear pretty quickly. There was one night I shared in the book when I was um, – uh, coming home smelling of cigarettes and alcohol and hopped in the bed and, uh, you know, woke Sarah. It was three or four in the morning and she was like, oh, this is just disgusting. And she was right. It was. Um, and gradually over time, um, over about 12 or 18 months, I, I gradually quit smoking, gradually changed diet. We actually became vegan and then raging vegan. Over time, and the Red Bulls and cigarettes were replaced by ginger tea and raw cashews, um, and that really led us down a, a path of really going hardcore on the vegan uh, train. And you know, really until I was strongly of the opinion that it was the fountain of youth. Uh, the vegan diet was the found was the foundation of success and longevity and living a great long life. And um, I had my world rocked in 2010. Maya was born, our beautiful daughter, and I was reading a lot of books because Sarah was getting a lot of early nights. She was so sleep deprived. I'd be sitting on the couch most nights reading books and uh, this book, Healthy at 100. I might have it here. That is the one. I was reading this book. I was into page two of the introduction and, um, you know, it mentioned uh, a study done by Becca Levi, the Yale School of Public Health, and it, it spoke about um, over 600 people interviewed over the course of 20 years. Um, a, a large number of middle-aged people were interviewed six times and they're asked uh, whether they agreed with such statements as, as you get older, you are less useful. Um, as you get older, you're more of a burden on society. You're more of a financial um, burden on your family and so on. Um, and what it found was that their beliefs about aging were far more powerful than their cholesterol levels, their blood pressure, their genes, whether they smoked, their exercise levels, how much money they had and the rest. The people who had positive perceptions of aging lived on average seven and a half years longer than those with negative images of growing older. Now, I, I thought this was just mind-blowing. This was literally a, a shiver down the spine moment because it also went on to say that negative images not only led to compromised health and shortened lives, they also are distressing in the present. Dr. Levi's study found that people with negative perceptions of aging were more likely to consider their lives worthless, empty, and hopeless, while those with more positive perceptions of aging were more likely to view their lives as fulfilling and hopeful. And so what I realized was that people in their 20s were scared of turning 30, people in their 30s were scared of turning 40 because we were living in, a, and we still live in today, a youth-obsessed culture. And that really began to... Um, 
for me, shift the tide of my professional life. At the time, we had a chiropractic center, which I was managing. Sarah was the magic. She had the magic hands. I was managing the business. Um, and we went down this path. Over time, Sarah became really quite overwhelmed and, and uninspired at the idea of being a chiropractor and a mum at the same time. She was ready to focus and go all in on being a stay-at-home mum. We had two children at the time. We moved up here to the Byron Shire in 2014. Uh, We've had another two children uh, since we've been here and we've now been here for a touch over seven years. And if you're you're into seven-year cycles, which I am, and um, I talk about it in the book, um, I don't think it's any coincidence that pretty much seven years to the day I am releasing the book, Your Exceptional Life. So that was really the, the beginning of the, of the new world. What I found after I read Healthy at 100 and started the podcast 100 on Out with my great mate Damien Christoph, I still thought veganism would be the, you know, the number one answer and Damien thought that being an omnivore, you know, meat and three veg and a bit of grain and a bit of dairy and a bit of this and a bit of that, that would be the you know, nutrition would still be number one. But after interviewing a number of, again, what I like to call the exceptionals, it became very clear that nutrition was not the number one ingredient for longevity. You know, we would interview Holocaust survivors, we would interview war survivors, we would interview, uh, uh, you know, Sister Madonna Buddha, the oldest woman to complete an Iron uh, Man triathlon. Uh, we would interview Jan Smith, a Melbourne psychologist, the oldest woman to scale Mount Everest, Don Riddington, and a, and a, an accountant. You know, the oldest man to, uh, was it the oldest Australian to swim the English Channel? Um, we would interview all of these exceptionals and it really was not diet that was at the uh, forefront of it. What it really became clear was that um, doing what you love and loving what you do was um, absolutely vital, moving regularly in ways that you love, um, socialising with people that you love in a community that you enjoy being around. It really was um they were the three big ingredients. But overall of that was this belief system around a compelling future, you know, were we here to survive or were we here to thrive? And there's no doubt the people that were here to endure were not uh, enjoying uh, the longevity that people that were here to thrive over whatever time they had on earth um, were doing. And so I really plan in the book to share the story box of books down here. I suppose I should show it whilst I'm recording a video. I have been determined to not, uh, you know, yes, I am the author of the book, but I want the 64 exceptionals in here to be the compelling message. Uh, They are the foundation of the book. I'm the journalist that's piecing piecing this puzzle together. Uh, I like organising information and, and doing it well to a high level. But it's really the story of the exceptionals that is the exceptional life blueprint. Um, uh, for me, the evidence is overwhelming, and which is why I dedicated so much time to putting it into uh, a book. But if you ask, you know, most people why they aren't living their exceptional life, I, I, and again, I put this in the introduction of the book. But you know, so many people feel like they are busy and overwhelmed on repeat. It's almost like a Groundhog Day syndrome, and it's like they want to live an exceptional life, but they're in this motor pattern of you know they're on the treadmill of life and it's really hard to get off and it's really hard to sit back and reflect and 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 take the time and so the book is a challenge i mean you know will you read the book you know uh some people will listen to the audio book some people will just listen to this podcast and not buy the book the, the, the truth is that there does have to be a circuit breaker for some people the circuit breaker is the you know a marriage ending losing a job a health challenge or so on 
Um, but as I say in the book, not as strongly as I probably could, but I'm really quite determined for people to understand that there are consequences for not making the time to be exceptional. Uh, having average standards, mediocre standards in any area of life, it doesn't just mean that life feels average. It means that the consequences of those decisions, and they are decisions, it's not that you don't have time, they are decisions. The consequences are diabolical, and I, I do share them. Let's see if I find the page here. In the book, I do uh, you know, almost like a quiz. And I ask people to scale themselves zero to 10, um, but really, the the exceptional payoff for doing what you love and loving what you do, having an exceptional life purpose, is that you are inspired. But if not, if you settle for average and just settle for a job that pays the bills, you will you will live with regret and and potentially die with regret. Um, movement to live longer, move more. Well, if you don't move in ways that you love, you are at great risk of cognitive decline, uh, dementia being the number one factor. But the exceptional payoff if you do move in ways that you love is that you live with vitality. If uh, you have a great social life, you love your community, uh, you become who you hang around, so dot, 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 who are you hanging around? If you've got a great social life, you feel connected. Uh, you don't feel lonely um, all the time. You might have times of it. But if you have an average social life, you are at great risk of social isolation, which will lead to depression. If you have an exceptional uh, nutrition in your life, you'll have a great quality of life and you will feel energy. Uh, you'll feel a great level of energy. Um, as I say here, to eat is a necessity, to eat intelligently is an art. That is a great mantra from uh, French philosopher Rochefoucauld. But uh, if you have mediocre nutrition, you risk disease. And I share the stats around obesity leading to a third of all cancers and a third of all diabetes. And that is something we have to be acutely aware of. Family, love people for who they are not what they do or believe. Our family is always very different. So actually doing that and loving them for who they are is a real challenge for people. The When you do that, you do feel loved. You are loving and you do feel loved. But if you don't, you are bitter and twisted. You've got family relationships that you just do not enjoy and it ends up you being bitter and twisted. Um, growth, to know and not to do is not to know. Learning uh, what you love to learn will yield a great level of enthusiasm. But if uh, you don't uh, learn what you love to learn, you have a great level of boredom. Um, if you're just reading the papers and watching movies that you don't really care for, it's just going to, um, it will it will generate boredom at some point. Wealth, spending less than you earn and investing the difference will create a financial independence. You can do what you want, when you want, however you want, relatively speaking. But if you spend more than you earn, you end up financially broke. Um, and spirit, I put a big circle around the triangle. Uh, got a little bookmark here. That's probably the easiest way to show it. If that is new to you, I'll just slip these up here. That, as I'm showing it, it's no use to you if you're on a, if you're listening to it, but that is the exceptional life blueprint, the triangle with the circle. The circle is your spirit. You've got to pop it in every area of life. When you do, you feel fulfilled. Uh, when you don't, you feel broken, you know, like everything becomes a to-do list and you feel like you're not achieving anything and people are good and people are bad and we become very much label-driven when we're living from a lower form of our, of our spirit. And the opportunity to unleash what I call that limitless soul is always there question is, are we giving ourselves the opportunity to do so? So I think it's really important that we understand the consequences of average, understand the consequences of mediocrity. And at the same time, whilst I say this in the book at the end, you know, if you're equal parts overwhelmed and excited, then my job here is done. 
it is overwhelming to go, okay, shivers, I'm responsible for each area of my life. Oh, my gosh, that's overwhelming. But imagine when you can layer by layer consciously build your exceptional life. It is so empowering to know that you are the writer of the script of your exceptional life, this wonderful movie that you are the the writer of. You are um, joined by a co-writer that is God, the universe, Allah, Buddha, whoever you choose to believe in, Pachamama. But the, the, the key is that you that you own that your exceptional life is your exceptional life. And um, it goes without saying that we fall into uh, times when we don't believe that we uh, have any power over our life, uh, but we always have power. We always have a level of influence. It's just up to us to claim that. Now, there's so much in the book that I could refer to right now, but I don't want to overbake this. So I think... Uh, best part of a book is being able to sit and read it in quiet at your own pace and have your own insights and I could share with you all of the insights I've had in researching the book and writing the book but um, you know I think I think more than anything uh, this book would not have occurred would not have been written if it wasn't for the impending mortality that I almost um, forced upon my clients once and forced upon myself once and that was I did an exercise with a group of clients at a, a mastermind retreat um, I'm quite sure it was a retreat called Wealth and Productivity Mastery. Um, it was when I was doing a lot of um, events in the old days pre-COVID and this was just a small retreat and we uh, did an exercise on on your annual goals, your 12-month goals and particularly it was around exceptional wealth um, and uh, exceptional wealth and oh, that might have been all eight areas of life of the Exceptional Life Blueprint. But, you know, it was like, you know, I want to earn this much money and I want to have this amount of body fat or I want to weigh this amount or I want to um, I want to do this type of work or I want to, you know, just go to F45 or whatever it was. Um, and then I twisted it and I said, um, if you knew that you would get hit by a bus and die in 180 days and you knew that you would die in 180 days, what would the goals be now? And all of a sudden, the goals changed for everyone, myself included. Uh, people started writing down. I would, I would sign the forms the, for the life insurance policy that had been sitting there for some time. I would call my mum or dad and, and I would actually, you know, heal that relationship. I would um, improve my marriage. I would, I would connect with my children, reconnect with my children. I would, I would catch up with my friends. Instead of saying I don't have time, I would prioritise, you know, a dinner with long-lost friends. I would read a book that I've just always wanted to read and I never have that I've always said I don't have time for. I've never given myself the credit for. I would um, go away for a weekend to a place I always wanted to. I would visit here. I would see that person. Um, and I really do think it's a wonderful thing to live life in these six-month chunks. If I die in 180 days, what will I do? And um, I now, for every time I do my own goals, I, I, do, I set three goals for if I die in 180 days, um, what do I want to have done? Uh, it's interesting, you know, only three, don't want to overwhelm it, but they're, they're three genuinely important items. And for me, mine was I want to write a manuscript of a book for my children in the next 180 days because at the time, it was probably 2016, I've got all these podcasts and I've got an online program and I do a lot of keynotes and I have some blogs and I'm interviewed on podcasts, but everything is very fractured. All of my IP, all of my knowledge, all of my insights, it's very fractured. So if I died and people said, what did your daddy do? They'd be like, oh, go and listen to episode 217 of this podcast and then you might know, well, yeah, daddy was a podcaster. It's like, well, how many podcasters are there today? Or, 
you know, or Daddy wrote this blog or he was a speaker. It's like um, it was all very, um, you know, this is the first time I've ever had a physical product to sell. All of my legacy has been in experiences and digital knowledge. Um, so for me, it really hit me over the head that a book would be a wonderful way to leave a legacy for my children on how to live. And I'm not so egotistical to say that this is how I want my children to live. I want them to know that um, living is an art. There is an art to living a great life. And if we don't master that art of life, there are consequences. And it's not that we're good or bad if we suffer the consequences. Many of us suffer them right now and experience them. And they are blessings in disguise as well. That is all part of the script. Um, but I also want us to know there is a roadmap and that map has been outlined by millions of people that have um, that are living today or have been living before us. And I've, I've outlined that map um, given to me by 64 people throughout the book. Um, as I said, the book is not about me. It's about the incredible people that live this exceptional life. Uh, as I said, and there are millions of others that I could have put in the book, but then that would have been like Encyclopedia Britannica. So that is, you know, the the deep and meaningful context of the book. I hope you feel that throughout the book. As I, as I said at the book launch um, just the other day, you know, I gave Mayer and Darby and Tommy and Spencer the book because the book is for, you'll see the dedication, the book is for Mayer, Darby, Tommy and Spencer. And the book is for you. The book is for you if you are looking to truly make the rest of your life the best of your life in each area of your life, not just one or two or three. Um, but that's where it starts. You know, I, I do say in the book, start at the weakest link. You know, if wealth is your weakest link right now, like get some control there. If your relationships are really suffering, choose one. There are in excess of 10 key relationships in our life that we would be wise to master, but start with one. Um, if your nutrition is really sucking right now and that is where your lowest score is, like get control of it. You'll feel a great level of energy and vitality that will give you the energy and enthusiasm to master other areas of life. But, you know, treat this book as a choose-your-own-adventure. Treat the book as um, a reference book that you come to many uh, times over the course of your life. Um, and more than anything, just to help me on the marketing machine, if you're really enjoying it, you know, give it a, a rating in Amazon, but share it with your friends and family. And I'd love this book to be the type of book that you feel comfortable giving as a gift on a birthday or in tough times and good times and uh, and the rest. I really do want the book to be timeless. I want the book to be a great book to be gifted in 10, 20 years' time from now um, because I do believe that the art of living an exceptional life is the same uh, today as it was hundreds of years ago um, and hopefully you find uh, that the examples and the lessons in the book are timeless as well. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Um, if you're interested in this and you don't yet have a copy of the book, you can um, organize, you can, you can purchase it direct from my own website, marcuspierce.com.au. If you book it, if you do order it through there, uh, you will receive um, a signed copy. I can pop a bookmark in there. Um, I, I can give you a better quality version of the book. It's just a little thing with um, Book World these days. I don't know if you can see this if you're watching it on video, but there is a, a shimmer to the title that it's called Spot UV. Um, I can control the type of paper, so I've used uh, a lot more sustainable paper in here. I like a, a cream paper, not a white paper. Um, so I can control the quality of the book when you order through the website. Uh, I do need to charge a small delivery fee, but if you're okay to do that, then um, then you, again, you, you get a better quality book through the website. If you are listening overseas um, or it's just easy for you to book it or order it through Amazon or any of the other big mobs and you can, you might find it in bookstores as well. Um, there is an audio book. Uh, the audio book is done. 
Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it's it's well and truly available where all good audiobooks are sold or if you're listening to this just soon after this episode is released, it, it's coming in the next week or two. Ebook is available where all good ebooks are sold. So you can consume this book however you want and, again, share it with your friends in any way that you can. Next week on uh, Your Exception Life, I'm going to share with you um, a one-on-one conversation I had with Dr. John Demartini uh, just recently. He wrote a beautiful blurb, uh, a nice testimonial for the book, which is on the cover, that being this book is a masterpiece for creating a magnificent life. Thank you so much, Dr. Demartini. He's been a great supporter and mentor over the years. Um, I really hope you enjoy the book, folks. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's already um, bought the book. I did enjoy, as arduous as it was, signing two or 300 uh, copies over the weekend in the dead of the night in the early morning. I struggled to do it when the kids were around, so I did it in the dead of the night and popped it in the envelopes and went down to Vinny at the Brunswick Heads post office and sent them all off and I look forward to doing that um, every day or two uh, as orders come through. So it does uh, feels really nice having a physical product. It's a COVID-resistant product. No pandemic can take away this book and uh, we can all, thankfully, still read good books um, in times like this. So that's it from me, folks. Thanks for listening to the relaunch episode of Your Exceptional Life. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life and bye for now. Thank you so much for listening or watching Your Exceptional Life. The biggest compliment you can pay me is to purchase a copy of the book. You can do so at marcuspierce.com.au or where all good books are sold online. You can get the ebook and the audio book as well. If you haven't shared this podcast with a friend, let them know about the podcast and however you like to listen to podcasts, a five-star rating, a review is always sincerely appreciated. Until then, continue to live your exceptional life.